0: Hello everybody, welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown 24-7 Sports Podcast. I'm your host Matthew Bruni, and with me, as usual, you should all know him by the now. The beautiful Colin Mitchell, I'll say it for you, thank you. Alright, <laughs> yeah, take, take the words out of my mouth, of course. Uh, so, Colin, we are a day removed, not even 24 hours removed. What's wrong? I'm sorry, could you please turn up the audio on that? Of course. Turn us up. Turn us up right here? Yes. Uh, I think it's this way. I'm pretty sure it's this way. No, it's the other way. Okay. <laughs> hello, hello? That's better. Okay. Better? Yeah, we were we were really quiet, so. Alright, we were being really quiet? Yes. Yeah, how is how's the audio now? You know what? Good. Alright, well. <laughs> it's, <laughs> whatever. It. it's 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 way better than before. Okay. Yeah, yes. It's way better than um, before. If you're watching on the stream, let us know if the audio is better. Um how's the camera working? The camera's fine. The camera's working good? We were so. we looking we're looking A one. Oh yeah, a little closer <laughs> than you've been last week. Um That's okay though. So Less than 24 hours removed from North Texas, defeating uh, Incarnate Word from my hometown of San Antonio. Um, Not too sad. I I know a few of the players on there. Not personally, but no of them. That's okay. It doesn't matter. So I kind of feel bad for them. (laughs) But it didn't really matter. They were one of the worst FCS teams in the country last year. Kind of what we mentioned last week. In our preview of Incarnate Word, where we kind of skimmed over them, we didn't give them a full preview. Uh, that's we, okay again. Yes, <laughs> kinda, we we will have a full preview of Arkansas though. Oh yes, that's going to be podcast. a. It's that's we had two sections this week. We, we have plenty to talk about on that. Yes, but just to go back over this game, either for any of y'all who weren't there, want to hear our opinions on it. Uh, North Texas beat Incarnate Word 58 to 16. At one point, it was 10 to 6 in North Texas, um, like halfway through the first quarter. Uh, Incarnate Word missed no the extra point was blocked and uh so 16 points to 58 (sighs) kind of let's let's just start with our overall kind of what we thought while we were watching the game because after that we'll get into our analysis as as it goes on but overall watching the game what did you think from north texas well first quarter it was you know it was like, wow, this uh, this team isn't that impressive anymore. at yeah, <laughs> yeah, You know, I, I think everyone felt that, especially in the stadium. It was kind of like, why is the game ten to six? Yeah. Um, but then you know, thirty-one points in the second quarter, and and yeah. that kind of just got shut off. Um, mm-hmm. I think the team just didn't come, uh, t- weren't taking uh, Incarnate Words seriously. Yeah, which it, I, which I is understand. completely understandable mm-hmm. because, like you said, they were one of the worst teams in FCS last year. Um, but it was as expected, 58-16. I mean, there's nothing, no surprises, really, other than them. yeah the fact that they scored so early yeah. on um, North Texas. Yeah, I was joking that they <laughs> scored more points than SMU in the first. Um, SMU scored zero points in the first three quarter. Incarnate Word scored six points in the first, like, ten minutes of the game. So, Incarnate yeah. Word is therefore better than... SMU, it's tough. Yeah, SMU had another rough week. They lost to TCU like forty-two to twelve. Or Man, after so. they had to have left the locker room from Apogee and just been like, "Wow, we're going to be zero <laughs> yeah, to They're, they're going to be like one and five in about four weeks. Just keep your eye off. Write that. it down. Yeah, write it down Bernie. It's, it's <laughs> happening. Two and four, two and four at best. But anyways, back to North Texas. Uh, kind of just to run down the stats. They had 32 first downs compared to UIW's twelve. They had 454 passing yards, 418 of those were from the great Mason Fine. Mason Fine's Um, always great. Yeah, Mason Fine had 418 yards, two touchdowns, or four touchdowns, I'm sorry, 25 completions on 40 attempts uh, with one interception. You know what happens. Um, That was a really bad pass, though. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I I don't think he saw him. I don't think he saw him, but regardless, uh, North Texas had nine, uh, or had 10 possessions in the red zone. Nine of them were scored. Um... They were two or three on fourth downs, eight to fifteen on third downs. The time of possession was a lot more um, even. balanced. Yeah, 30, only thirty-three to twenty-seven in favor of North Texas this time around. Um, because I don't know, it just felt like Incarnate Word didn't force the ball as much as SMU did. I um, agree, especially through the air. It kind of like they knew what they were and they kind of tried to live with it. Like their running back, um, Rick, I don't remember his name, Raquate rickwain dickens i believe something like that um let's we'll just say dickens for the for all right the podcast. Dickens sounds good he had 18 carries for 139 yards and two touchdowns two of those granted were huge both of his touchdown runs were 45 yards and 55 yards yeah. so there's 100 yards right there but still i mean they ran the ball way more effectively than smu did and it felt like they tried to stay more balanced than smu did which kind of was a good test for North Texas. No, at I least, agree. At least initially. Yeah, um, I definitely agree on that. Yeah. Um, so, so then, I mean, they only had North Texas only had two sacks on the game, but I felt like the pass rush, the pass rush was about as good as it was against SMU. I mean, I thought they were able to affect John Copeland early and often. Uh, Copeland finished the game with sixteen to thirty passing, two interceptions, for one hundred fifty-two yards, zero touchdowns, uh, with long of thirty-two yards. So it's like. Again, it's like we don't know how much to take from this game. John Copeland is a fr- true freshman from Argyle, so yeah. like eight miles down the road. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of a rough homecoming for him. But, I mean, I don't think he did too poorly for a true freshman from an SC- FCS team against a uh, North Texas team who is playing really well, I think, defensively at this point. No, he basically carried his team the whole yeah, time. Yeah, him um, and Dickens, I think, yeah. both had uh, both had really solid games. I mean, in Cardinal Word, they went 1-10 last year in the FCS. <laughs> I, th- I think they should win a couple more I than think, one. I think so too. No, they put more up a fight. I mean, the score, the score, scores the deceiving Obviously. a little bit compared to what yeah. you actually saw. But, I mean, Copeland got out, I mean, way more than Ben Hicks he got out of the pocket, scrambled, I agree. I agree and, uh, and, and kind of gave his team another look at a play. Because, yeah. I mean, pretty much every play broke down. There wasn't, there wasn't for a sure. play that could have gone perfectly for them, for sure. just because they're an FCS school. So, uh, I, I agree with you in saying that it was a good test for North Texas because they took the game of, of a more traditional approach instead of just trying to – I mean, I, th- I feel like SMU came out trying to uh, throw it down North Texas' throats. Yeah. Because they were like, okay, it we're going to win yeah, the game. Okay, yeah, it so, was um, – SMU came out – like I said, Incarnate work came out and they knew what they were a lot more exactly. than SMU. SMU has a new coaching staff, had um, new, re- new receivers, um, new offensive line players like that. So they wanted to run the ball. I feel like SMB wanted to run the ball, but then eventually they were just like panic mode as soon as North Texas got up, yep. and then they ended up passing the ball way, um, way too much. Even though the run game wasn't working for them either, but they didn't stay balanced. And Carter Ward at least stayed balanced. I felt like, and I felt like they gave North Texas a little bit of a of a. I'm not gonna say they gave North Texas a better challenge. They didn't give North Texas a better challenge. No, but <laughs> but it gave them a different look. Different looks, yeah, yeah. Something else to work against, knowing that they have Arkansas in a week and one of the base camps on their on North Texas schedule exactly so, so that was kind of promising for me um but then the second quarter came and Mason Fine decided to turn it on and the yeah. past game Jesus. became what it was last week Yeah, and no <laughs> no beats were skipped yeah there <laughs> were um i mean Mason Fine could easily ended this game with six touchdowns he had the the um i mean okay Torrey had three rushing touchdowns yes all of which were from one yard out and I think two of them were from receivers catching the ball on and getting the, yeah, down on the one the yard line. line. Yeah. So Mason, I could have had even I yeah, mean, his, st- his two more touchdowns. Yeah. He Not, could have, he could have nine touchdowns right yeah. now in the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is insane. I mean, he already leads the FBS in total yards. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the whole passing yeah. um, in, a, in a later segment, but it's just was amazing what he was able to do. So kind of going from position to position, we have, we're going to be covering the pass game. We're going to be covering the run game. Um, I think Incarnate Word, I think we covered pretty well. Defensively, I just don't think our Incarnate Word had the, the no. cats to hang around well, with. Well, even, uh, even their depth. The I mean, they lost four players in that first quarter. First, first or second quarter. First, first half, we'll say first yeah, half. they were I'm dropping not, like flies initially. First, Whether yeah, it was so. cramping or whatever it was, it was kind of kind a of weird... Yeah, and, and, and an FCS defense. team is going to have that kind of depth, even mm-hmm. if their starters were able to kind of hang out mm-hmm. with uh, North Texas for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and so, I mean, we saw, we saw all of that. And I think we'll get into... What's our next uh, topic? Prolific gotta, passing. The passing? The passing? Yeah. So let, let's go into that. Uh, like like I said, Mason Find is now leading the FBS in passing yards. Um, for all quarterbacks that have played two games, he is far and away. I think he's leading it by about, shoot, it's, it's got to be like 50, hundred yards, somewhere like that. I looked at it this morning. I don't remember. But he's substantially ahead. So that's that's promising going into a game against Arkansas. But I think even more impressive than his performance was the performance of Rico Bussie and Jalen Guyton. I mean, Rico Bussie ended the game with eight catches, 128 yards, three touchdowns. He, he That's was a man's monster. man. He was. <laughs> I wrote about it in the 10 takeaways that I just tweeted a, a few minutes ago. But he actually looks. A lot of players say they get stronger, faster, bigger, better over the off season he looks like a different player than he did last year. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week too. Um, Just going, even thinking back to last season, he just kind of looked like a, not a small kid, but he just kind of looked a little, you know, scrawny, yeah, like, you know, undersized a little bit. But this year, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, literally the subhead I had for the 10 takeaways was two monsters on the outside. Because that's what it looks like now. Now yeah. it looks like you have two Jalen Guardians running exactly, around, exactly, instead of just one yeah. Jalen Guardian running around. Exactly. And so that's what we've seen through two games at least. And hopefully they can keep they can keep that up for um, Mason. Because if Mason has two guys that can do that, and Michael Lawrence, Jalen Darden, Kelvin Smith, yeah, this passing game is not going to get worse than what it is right now. No. And and having Michael Lawrence, Jalen Darden's, and you know the other receivers that are available, I mean it's just it's just opening up the pass game more. I mean because if Guyton or uh, Bussy have a have a night off it's just like yeah you yeah. have other weapons yeah it's it's the, the um the pass game is 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 so deep right now for North Texas I agree. there's so many ways that they can beat you I mean Mason doesn't force the ball down the field um, too much and especially to start the game he was hitting his receivers early and early and often on short routes as well so I think that while and Mason also, it should be mentioned, that Mason had some dimes this game. Oh, yes. The uh, Rico Bussi over-the-shoulder one, I think um, a few people retweeted it. Conference USA tweeted out The out. Um, I'm not sure which touchdown it was. It was, it was the, the long. eight minutes left in the third quarter, 35-yarder. Jeez, um, he put it over the shoulder with the defender on his back, and he just put it in a bucket. <laughs> it was so, so good. Uh, some people say, it. it was a beautiful pass. So, I mean, passes like that were what... Excited us about Mason coming into the season, and I think he's just he's delivered on every yeah. aspect I mean coming into the year We got a question what if he was gonna pass for more yards than what he did last year and Even if we would have said no, which we did say no, he wasn't gonna pass or we, we said, said he wasn't gonna pass for 4,500 yeah, yards said He wasn't gonna pass 4,500. He could pass for more still um, But it's not even the yardage um, right now it's the completion percentage and it's the fact that he is doing this with a ton of weapons around him So he looks way more confident than he did last year. Exactly and I think last year too I um, this year this year from last year He's he's you can see that he's grown to be just a completely smarter player because mm-hmm. before last year you'd see you know Just the heaves because yeah. he could throw it you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, And this year you see those short passes like we said in the first game against SMU There w- the longest was like 22 yards or something yeah, like that. Yeah 29 yards And so Mason's really kind of grown into you know, being more mature, being that kind of leader, not forcing anything, because you'll see him too, you'll, you'll see him scramble and just throw it away now, and instead yeah. of just heaving the ball to whoever. Yeah, that's a part of. of the reason he had 15 interceptions last year. Uh, he was he tried forcing the play, but also um, those came against defenses that were a lot more potent than, they, than yeah. the two defenses that they faced this year. Uh, the longs, I mean, they had three passes that went over the 29-yard mark that from the first game against SMU, uh, 35 yard, 46 yards, and a 31 yarder. Kelvin Smith had two receptions for 41 yards, and Michael Lawrence had four receptions for 50 yards. I doesn't mean, get much better than that. No, it really, <laughs> it it really doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> the, um, Mason Fine is. Uh, we kept wondering in the press box when they were going to take him out, when Seth was going to bring him out. And it was after kinda, the 400 yard he mark, kept, right? Yeah, yeah. You waited until he hit the 400 yard mark. I'm not going to say that's what well, that, that's what the plan was, but it's what it felt like because. Yeah. He threw him out there for a couple possessions, and uh, it was really easy drives, and they got to 418 yards. He They could have taken him out with 300 yards, um, and they would have been perfectly fine, because I think that's when they were up 31-6. to 6, But yeah. they rolled him out there two more times, touchdown field goal, touchdown, 48-9, to nine, just like that. So um, I'm not sure what else we can say about Mason, so I don't think we will say anything more about Mason. <laughs> All right, moving on to the run game. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think we are all pretty disappointed with yeah, how the run again. game kind of turned out, um, especially against an FCS school. Like you said, went one ten last year in the FCS. When you uh, D, the D one the D one team only ran for how many yards was it uh, yeah, thirty two net yards? And you have three ba- two backs. What, what are we talking about? Net yards. Or we're talking. They ran for okay. No, no. They ran 42 carries for 153 I yards, I but, up, but that's I still up. only 3.6 yards a carry. All right, so they ran for about 3.5 yards a carry against Incarnate Ward, yeah. and last year they ran for 4.4 4 yards per carry just on the season, Yeah. like North Texas did. So uh, I think that's a pretty good indicator of how far back this run game is from last year's, and it's really up for... You know, your own interpretation, whether you think it's the running backs or the offensive line, I know, I mean, it's obviously both, it's just be one or the other. Whether it's the coaching staff, um, whether it's audibles that could be made at the line of scrimmage, Mason Fine could be changing to a run or to a pass when there's not the right time. Right. But something's wrong. Oh, with this offense! Yeah, I was looking at the wrong line. My fault. Yeah, I don't know what you we were looking at. First down. First dude. downs. As well, I was looking at it. terrific. <laughs> <point>. <laughs> I was doing a great job. I looked at that. I was like, "What?" Like, um, but no, I mean, uh, DeAndre Torrey, three touchdowns. Uh, they were all kind of gimmies, though, on that one-yard line. They, were. they um, were. There wasn't really a breakaway run. They were. Yeah, the, I, I want to read out the uh, the rushing stats just to give kind of some perspective. Anthony White. I believe he's a freshman. I'm not sure he got his first. I don't know He used to be a receiver. Okay, thing. so he's, yeah. he's not. he's not um, He's not a freshman, but I saw him a lot in the spring and he he looked promising in a way. I Always knew he'd be like the fifth running back. I thought Hosley might get some carries, but he didn't so DeAndre Tori had 16 carries for 44 yards three touchdowns. That's 2.8 yards a carry Again, not great. Anthony White had eight carries for 35 yards. Evan Johnson had three carries for 19 yards. Nick Smith had six carries for 18 yards. Um, none, of those, none of those are good, and <laughs> that is a problem that was stressed at length after the game. Uh, Seth went out of his way to talk about how they need to improve on the run game, and I think that's just the main story going into Arkansas next week. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but... This team needs to be able to run the ball Seth Luttrell to I think to quote Seth Luttrell I'm not gonna say I'm quoting him but it's pretty much what he said He Paraphrase. said we need to be able to run the ball in order to be successful and it's, I think it's true because while this pass game is prolific It's gonna be hard average. Yeah. three yards to carry for the whole year Yeah, and it's not even they just I just feel like these backs aren't I mean, they don't have that breakaway speed. So, that, what, that Jeff what percentage do you feel like is the running backs? What percentage do you think is the offense line? If you just had to divide it between but, those two, I'm yeah. not kind of the coaching. Okay, quarterback, well, this whatever. this line is, for all intents and purposes, the same line as last, last year. Pretty okay. much. So, yeah. last year, obviously, you have Jeffrey Wilson, who's mm-hmm. you know an all-time great in North Texas yes. running back history. Sure. But with that being said. You don't need to have like a sixty percent regression, yeah. When you go back from Jeffrey to I mean you had you had Jeff Jeff had a what twelve hundred yards last season. It was injured for the last four games. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, he could have it had an eighteen hundred yard season. He could have had that with yeah, the same line potentially. Yeah, and uh, it's just I mean it, uh, even against uh, Incarnate Word it was like every run. They'd have to go out on the outside, and then it'd just be loss. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was just it just looked predictable, and and there was no. And when the backs did get free, there was a there was a play where uh, Nick Smith went outside and almost almost went went through the hole and almost got out, and then he just he just got caught up to. you. it's just there's no breakaway speed in these backs. Um, Same thing happened with DeAndre Torrey. He got out, kind of had some open space, and then you know just got caught. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were there were times where. It looked like they should gain more yards than what they did on the ground. Um, yeah, uh, for sure. But the offensive line, rarely if ever, rarely in the SMU game, they ever got a push up front. That's for sure. No, they yeah, and I'm not I'm 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 giving front. the line a pass. Mm-hmm. The line for sure is is not sure. is, is a below average yeah. offensive line. Mm-hmm. I just um, want, yeah, I want to make sure we cover all our bases here Yeah. because I think you did a good job discussing how the running backs – were able to, um, or were not able to break away, or were not able to hit the holes as hard as Jeffrey Wilson could last year. But the offensive line, I feel like never got a push against SMU, r- struggled to get pushes against Incarnate Word, one of the worst rush, rush defenses in the FCS last year. And that's why they faced third and goal several times, um, they had a couple touchdowns on third and goal where they had to put punch it in at the end. Yeah, they just they just are not able to get the the surge that they need to yeah. to, to give these backs a couple yards before they can actually do something. And it's just it it was kind of deflating to watch. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I and was waiting for a big run to break and or a few six yard runs to happen, and they never did. So and I think I think it was also amplified by the fact that you had. Carnot words running back run for fifty five and forty five and it's like it's true. Why yeah. why, why, why can't They're why can Texas running backs their do running that? Running back average seven point seven yards a carry. Yeah, I mean obviously you have two. Like I said, you have two big rushes to um, stipend in that. I don't know if that's the right correct term, but to, to amplify that. But seven point seven yards a carry and no, well, the FBS team is averaging three and a half. I mean you take that away, it's you t- would take away hundred yards from their number one running back. It's the sixteen for forty six. And it's the same thing DeAndre Torrey had. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, except North Texas didn't get those big plays. Exactly, exactly. So, So. I mean, so, it's, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a just striking didn't happen. difference that um, shouldn't happen when you're facing an FCS school like this. And I don't remember these type of concerns when North Texas beat Lamar last year. No. There were no concerns at all because Jeffrey Wilson had a, a ton of yards. It was like. Two hundred and he had, something. He had a lot. He had a, of, he had a ton of yards because that yeah. put him like amongst the, the top in the country. So, but leaving the game, the only thing, I mean, it's pretty much the one negative you can take away from this game is that the run game and the offense line, once again, didn't improve. And and, didn't. I'm not improve and then i am not going to say they didn't improve. They didn't look how they sh- how they should look better against an FCS school than yeah. they did against SMU. And when you when you have a team like this come in to play North Texas, it's supposed to be that confidence builder. Yeah. And they just didn't get that. Yeah. I mean, they got uh, a confidence building through the air, and they got confidence built defensively, even maybe, I guess, even special teams. But as an offense going in, um, as far as the run game goes, the confidence as is probably less than it was. Yeah. And, and looking back, even uh, SMU game, I, I did notice uh, Mason kind of had to get out of the pocket a little bit more against Incarnate. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's just because the O-line wasn't taking – Lamar I mean incarnate word seriously or not, yeah. but I mean I do I do kind of recall him having to scramble out more than SMU And I'm not sure if that's yeah, because it, the receivers weren't open or if it's yeah. because offensive line just was kind of wasn't I mean helping him there for all we know Incarnate word incarnate word I'm I i do not think they looked more disciplined But they could have been the more di- more disciplined than SMU even was yeah. week one. It's fair SMU Gave up a lot of easy stuff, man. It was <laughs> it was bad. And I felt like Incarnate Word, like we said at the beginning, at least made North Texas work a little bit more. Yeah. Um, one thing with the offensive line I think we need to mention for sure is that Jordan Murray, who started left tackle against uh, SMU, was out. Um, and also Sasai Mosi, the starting center, was out as well. So you had Thomas Preston at center. Um, I'm not going to recall the whole offensive line. Alex Woodworth, uh, Manasi Mosi. Um, and then just so the offensive line was dinged up, right? But it's still. Only it's an FCS school. It's not exactly not exactly. So, They're D one players. So, yeah. So um, I, I really do think though that preseason. I didn't really think. I knew the offensive line would be a problem, but I didn't think it would be the storyline kind of. Me neither. Me neither. I thought it was, it was gonna the take first I thought it was going to take a step forward, but yeah we're still here yeah so we are so um, next up, moving on to the defense, defense. <laughs> and how we thought that that was gonna be the storyline but now defense looks pretty impressive the defense has has been balling out so far and um, through two games Ben Hicks was uncomfortable John Copeland was uncomfortable both quarterbacks have been made uncomfortable yep like I said or they have six total sacks on the year which I don't even think that does justice for how much pressure they've been able to put no, there's definitely been a few quarterback hits. Yeah, no, more definitely. than a few quarterback definitely. hits. Um, like we said, the run defense was not great. Um, those two long touchdowns kind of sucked yeah. for North Texas. It kind of like, damn, how did we let that happen? Because SMU didn't even uh, do that against them. So, but besides that, I think that they were able to stop the run pretty effectively. They forced quite a few three and outs, and there were there were times where Incarnate Ward didn't get out of their own way. Um, they had eight. Penalties for 72 yards. They had a lot of yeah. like 12 men on the field. They had the special teams where they penalty. had two number 12 They the had field. two number twelves. I mean, so he kind didn't help themselves th- And I think as I think the, the best one was, was whenever they kneeled uh, off a kickoff on the nine yard line I didn't see that. <laughs> that was I, I, I didn't it was great. It was great. I don't know how I saw it But I thought i mean, you can fair catch it inside your tin, uh Now, but I don't know. Maybe it was a maybe punt it's thing. the same thing. I don't know. They, they, they start on the nine Okay, then yeah I don't know what the hell but yeah. Anyway, they didn't get out of their own way. But I still think, like I saw from game one, SM, um, SMU. The linebackers were really the story for me. EJ Ajia and Brandon Gardner, and even Jamie King, at the uh, Jack linebacker spot, who mm-hmm. kind of who is starting now over Joe Ozogu, who I had an affinity for. I had, a, I mean, Joe Ozogu was, was one of my preseason guys who I thought was yeah. gonna really break onto the scene because everything I heard. And Jamie King has come on and he had a sack and I think a tackle and a half for loss uh, mm-hmm. last night as well. So, I mean, if they get production from him, who, and if he's just as good as JoJo, and if not probably better starting, to have that kind of depth and to have that kind of ability to pass rush is going to continue to serve this team well because the linebackers can pass rush, they're experienced, and I think they can stop and run for the most part pretty well. Yeah. For whatever gets past the defensive lines. So. Minus those two. Minus himself, of course. <laughs> No, I mean uh, there was tons of pressure I mean there was a few plays when I was on the field where it was like I was trying to take pictures for you of course when I was watching EG, EJ and uh, He you'd see him rush and then all of a sudden you get sacked by Brandon Garner I mean, they're, they're like a dynamic duo back there. They are and it, uh, I mean, I mean they bring pressure I mean, it was just every single time just getting aft after the quarterback and it was a uh, it was it was nice to see for once Yeah, yeah the uh, hey, Nate Brooks yeah, we're, we're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there. All right, let's, let's go to the secondary now of Nate Brooks and Kimon Hall. Both had an inter- interception yep. on the day. One of them, I believe the Kimon Hall one was largely because of um, the pressure that was in the face of John Copeland, and it was a third down and long. So he kind of just lofted it up there, but interception the inter- Interception is an interception. Yep. So, I mean, Kimon for both of them to get picks – must I mean? Obviously, feels good for them. Team on Hall now has two on the year. And one of my bold predictions—not to to boast or anything—but one of my bold predictions going coming into the season was that the <laughs> they would have. <laughs> I think it was fourteen interceptions on the season. 14 you 14 actually say that? Yeah, twelve or fourteen interceptions on the year because last year they had eight. And so I was like, I could see that going up substantially with the pass rush, with the secondary being more improved than it was last year as far as pass coverage goes. And um, I'm looking pretty good right now, so.
1: What not we'll you see, just fancy?
0: We'll see, we'll see, if, we'll see if that continues <laughs> going forward. Um, but, yeah, Nate Brooks, I think they did a great job covering the receivers throughout the game. Um, whenever I watched them specifically, I felt like there were times where Ruffin loves going man on whenever, obviously, whenever they're bringing pressure, you're going to go man. But yeah. I mean, even on regular downs, I feel like go, their man-to-man defense was very solid against the UIW receivers. Um, and while Copeland completed 16 of 30 passes – I don't think that only one of them I remember off the top of my head went for like 30 yards and it was when Keemon Hall jumped on like a play fake or a sluggo. I don't know yeah, was Yeah, it was a blown sluggo. coverage. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, he bit on it and it went for like 30 yards in the first quarter. But besides that, I think the coverage was great. Yeah. We haven't heard, we haven't seen Kyrie Muhammad do anything like spectacular. Like we haven't seen him pick off a pass. I think or either like safety. Do anything. We haven't really seen yeah. anything. Taylor Robinson and Kyrie Muhammad. we haven't seen them like in the run game as much as we did last year, which is which is fine with me. And we haven't <laughs> seen them in the past game that much either, but I mean, they're still there and we know Kyrie Muhammad is pretty much, I'm not going to say he's the quarterback of the defense, but Refit loves what he brings. Yeah, to this I defense, mean, I mean, so. and they've been solid. It's not like they've messed up for sure yeah, right. anything. I mean, yeah. they've done they've done their job. Mm-hmm. It's just we haven't seen anything spectacular mm-hmm. in terms of playmaking. Yeah. But. And then up front, Bryce English got a lot of snaps. Yeah, he had, he had, a, he had a few tackles, actually, too. Yeah. He, he was um, So he was a force down there a little bit. He's still not starting, um, but he was plugged in there and did some good things. Hambone had a good game, too, as well. Yeah. I think Hambone shredded blocks left and right. I mean, he can... Coleman had to run a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor Argyle kid, man. He had to... Yeah. He was moving around there in the pocket. So that was good. Um... I think that's pretty much it for the defense. I'm going to cover the run defense, the pass defense, yeah, the pass rush. Um, so yeah, what do we have next up? Uh, special teams. Oh, okay. So, okay. So we noticed this in the SMU game uh, when uh, John Tortore had that 96 yard, of course, the kickoff, kickoff return touchdown yeah, in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yes, kickoff return and then uh, even kicking and punting, which honestly has been. Super impressive it's to been me. Super solid. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, mean it's super surprising when I mean the kicker. We thought it'd be a huge. We thought we thought Cole Heidlen would be a huge step down from Joe yeah, Moore. We did, um, especially after Blake Patterson left because he was basically the backup kicker. Yeah, um, and then same with uh, the punter Alvin, Alvin Kenworthy. Is it Alvin? Okay, I wasn't. I didn't know his name. Alvin yes, Kenworthy. Okay, and uh, forty two yards a punt, and I think That's last week it was forty six yards yeah. a punt, and uh, again. Solid That's like really it's not solid. it's not yeah. it's not bad last year. The punting was kind of iffy. Yeah last year. I think Patterson averaged. I think it was uh, I'm not gonna be exactly right on this, but it was 40 or 41 one of those two So to have yeah. 42 yards a punt. Yeah, and and punt returns have been good kick returns have been good Everything's been, the decisions have been solid. There hasn't been some huge mistake other than that uh, week one yeah, uh, Keegan Brewer. The, uh, yeah. the punt, but he yeah covered it um I mean, it's just been it's just been nice to see because I was also another one of those storylines where it was like, you know, if you don't have a good defense, if you don't have a good special teams, it's kind of yeah, that's kind of uh, not good. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's it it's so far they have proved us wrong. Yeah, Jalen so, Darden on the punt returns looks pretty dynamic. Had three returns for sixty one yards. He had a, uh, one of those was a thirty three yarder where he juked the socks out of a couple guys. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He yeah. he can play. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's he's shifty. Not, for that's sure. nothing new. So. I think the special teams might even, is definitely, I think it's a plus right now. And we'll see next week if it continues to be a plus. If Cole Hedlund, when he returns to Arkansas next week, for, I mean, after they basically kicked him out, hits the game winning field goal. Oh, I'm I'm ready for him. (laughs) I'm ready for him to go like three of three with like a 50 yarder in there and just (laughs) flick off everybody in the stands. (laughs) Flip? Flip. Flip off. I don't, uh, what's the correct term? It's not flick. Flick off. Little kids say that. I've been saying that wrong my whole life. That's sad. Flick off. <laughs> I just got flicked off. That's okay. That's okay. okay flicked off. That doesn't sound right. Because you flip your finger. You don't flick your finger. Okay. Well, I promise. It's flip. You flick. Okay. Chat. 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 <laughs> chat. Somebody <laughs> in chat, let, me, let us know if you say flip or flick. I need to know this. I'm still um, saying flick, whatever. But yeah, no. Special teams, super impressive. Um... And I think obviously defense is super important for any team because of it's course. defense but to have a good special teams I mean that just it, it puts you above a lot of college football teams because you're not always gonna have it most teams don't have a good kicker punter and returners yeah and to have a it's solid true. solid outing for everybody I mean that's just I mean that's huge it's it huge the once again I, we we're kind, we're leading up to the Arkansas game but I mean we're gonna see the Arkansas game if these guys can perform under pressure Cole yeah. and yeah uh, Alvin Kenworthy Alvin Kenworthy is probably going to punt more than two times next week yeah I'm assuming it's gonna. It, but so we'll see with what that yeah, average is next yeah. week I mean if he can if he can pin Arkansas back inside their 10 a few times yeah I mean the defense the defense is not going to stop Arkansas consistently no I mean when they get the ball at the 40 so no it's they're going to have to the field position battle is going to have to be one or at least tied for North Texas, and and to note too on on one of Kenworthy's, uh punts, it, it wasn't he was inside the fifty, and he, he put it on the nine. So I mean, That's true, His his uh his punt average could be longer than that forty-two if he had to punt more. So yeah. definitely not concerned about that at all. For sure. What all right, we what moving we on to the beautiful Conference USA. Oh boy, do we have all of the Hold scores on, let up? me let me just let's yeah, whip these every up. Single let's whip score these up. up. Right now so we can read this out. You got it. I'm getting it up right now. Right. You got it I want every single score from Conference USA um, I'll start with the one that I do know and that FAU after a week after getting demolished by Oklahoma beat Air Force 33 to 27 that is not as promising as one would hope. But okay but the reason I'm not completely sold on FAU right now is because last year they started off 1-3 and then they won ten straight games. That's fair. So that is fair. That, again, that's Lane Kiffin's first. I mean, it's. I don't. I don't. I don't want to take too much stock in that right now. So you it's can't. Just, you can't. I get, You can't really rely on them going one and three again, and then having a ten straight wins. like yeah, they Yeah, that's year. that. Because it is a different team in a way, right? And, and it, they then, did lose players from last year, right? And it's not going to be the same schedule, momentum, schedule, team. team, momentum. team. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Uh, you know Like you said I'm not sold on it Like it's just kind of Yeah The Air Force um, I'm not even sure Who who Air Force beat week one I'm, I'm, I'm looking right now Or if they right did now. If they did win week one uh, But Air Force so is not a perennial Let's contender. do this Because I don't want to have Up ten tabs open We'll go through Team by team oh you, oh, you have, oh you have Okay so You don't open that many tabs your computer is doing enough work right now. I already have eleven tabs open, running the stream. And okay, go. so we're gonna do. We'll do. We'll see what for Atlantic. So, so we're, we already we already mentioned that. Okay, they lost Oklahoma sixty three fourteen first first week. Yeah, uh, they only won thirty three to twenty seven against Air Force. Air Force week one, beat. One one yeah. Hold. Uh, they oh okay. Is 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 it Stone Stony Brook Stony Brook? Oh boy, thirty eight to zero. Okay. Okay, so I mean maybe Air Force is actually a legit contender. I mean, we know Army and Navy are usually pretty good So maybe Air Force is pretty good as well. Air Force Passing two for eight for 29 yards against Stony, oh, so they, they, so, uh, they, against Stony Brook So how how'd they how'd they pass the ball this week? They passed against FAU. It was I can't see that being much much more. You know, it was considerably more How much more? thirty three 33 for 40 for what? 471 yards and three touchdowns. In the air? Yes. Oh, wait, no, that's FAU. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, Colin, you can the can't, jersey, you can't the, read jer- today. the jersey colors are the same okay, okay, as okay. it was. Okay, okay go ahead. Um, eight for 13, 164 okay. yards, one touchdown, one reception. For? 16 carries for 80 yards. That's their leading rusher. Um, but their overall rushing was um, 209 yards on 56 okay. carries, two okay, touchdowns. So that's, about four, that's about four yards a carry. Yeah. So nothing. So FAU, FAU's defense did pretty well then. I mean, they did pretty well against Air Force, holding them to four yards a carry and. I mean, only allowing 8 of 13 passing. Uh, they average 20 yards a pass, though. Yeah. So it's not like it's they not were great. so Not <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not, that's that's not it's not that great. I mean, I still... I don't know why. I, I mean, I still hold out hope for FAU that this is just a slow start to the season. And I think they're going to be okay, so... Yeah. I, I'm not, FAU's not ba- going to be bad this year. They're not. But course. they're not... I don't think they're going to be the team that they were last year. Okay. They're not going to be the 58 to 14... Destroy North De- Texas. Yeah, team, yeah, destroy North Texas team completely... Specifically built by Lane to kill North Texas. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Anyways, let's move on to this. The the next team. Who do you want? Who do you want next? I Name want off the team you want next. I want Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Okay. Southern Miss is now one for one. One and one. One one and one. Sorry, I don't know what I'm saying. This. Yeah. Okay. So they lost to <laughs> University of Louisiana Mon- Monroe. Okay. Twenty-one to twenty. Oh God. Bless. Um. Their win was against uh, Jacksonville State. This is this is Southern Miss. Yes, But their one was against Jacksonville State, yes. and now they just lost to Louisiana L- L- Monroe. Yes, um, they lost twenty-one to twenty. Um, Southern Miss quarterback, thirty-one for forty-six for three hundred seventy yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, not bad. But they allowed one hundred ninety-five yards through the air with two touchdowns. Um, They were favored considerably in this game, according to ESPN. Yeah, Uh, that's the main thing. uh, I guess their win probably, whatever you call it, BPI. Yeah, whatever whatever ESPN's special thing is called. Of course. But uh, yeah, they had four turnovers against this team. And, you know, these first couple games aren't supposed to be like this for Conference USA. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, especially against Louisiana Monroe. I mean, Conference USA was arguably probably, like, the third worst conference last year. Right now, I think they're definitely the worst. So, yes. I don't want to spend too much time on each individual game. I think the big one, though, we'll, we'll go over one more team. Go one more Go one more game in depth, and then we'll UTSA. just them off. They played Baylor. I'll yes. I'll tabs on that. Okay, so UTSA, you know, they, they took a step back. They did. Um, they played Arizona State first game, and then Baylor second game. Those, that's pretty probably, probably pretty rough. They got smacked Yeah, on 49-7. Yeah, Arizona State uh, beat Michigan State last night, I believe. Someone check, correct me? They're Colton ranked wrong. now, so probably. They definitely beat Michigan. <laughs> <State>. <laughs> I think yes, they're 25th right now. Um, yeah, UTSA didn't have a chance first game, 49-7. They yeah. weren't... That was just of their course. throwaway game. Um, Baylor, they lost 37-20. Baylor's kind of in a weird situation where you don't really know what How they are. Good they because they were terrible last year. Right. So it's like... Yeah. And the year before that, they weren't. So... They, yeah. Um... But even then, uh, it's just tough. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, UTSA again isn't supposed to be that good, but I mean to lose by 17 points to Baylor, who's y'all beat last year. You'd say beat Baylor last year. Yeah, that's, that actually, should, that's be, a noted. Fair, that should be noted as well. That's a fair well. point. A so fair I point. mean, I think that's a good way to kind of see the trajectory of both those teams up and down. So kind of just read off a couple more. Uh, I know UAB. I think I think UAB had a rough time. Well, Western Kentucky team. lost to Maine. That's the big one. That's the one I was looking I for. I heard a Maine receiver. Uh, what was he? He uh, said something <laughs> to the crowd. He said, oh, what did he say? He said, thanks for the thanks for the money and thanks for the W or something yeah, like that. Yeah, thanks for the money and thanks for the W. Or, something. And, um, yeah, because or, they or, or thanks for the money and we'll take this dub or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Something like because that. Because Western Kentucky paid them like 300K. 400. 400K to go, to go play over and, there. And so. to put this in perspective, yeah. WKU had a 76% chance to win this game according to ESPN BPI. Um, I don't see the the line on this yeah, or well, on the site, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, WKU's QB, 23, 41, 347 yards, three touchdowns, but they also allowed three touchdowns through the air, only on eleven passes. Jesus. Um, and then they got destroyed rushing. Uh, main the main Black Bears rushed for 30 the 30 main black <laughs> bears. rushed for 82 yards, and uh, Western Kentucky only rushed for 33. Jesus. So all right, rattle off just the the ones I don't even want to hear the stats. Okay. Um. I'm just going to go through the records because I have to click on each individual one. Is that okay? No. Okay, I'll click on each individual one. Thank okay, UTEP, 0 and 2. They <sighs> lost against UNLV, 52 to 24, and they lost against the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, 30 to 10. Jesus. And um, their next UTEP. game is Tennessee. Okay. So that's okay. not going to go okay. well at all. The next next game, is Rice. Rice actually. Played, Rice isn't bad. Rice has played three games. They are not good. They almost beat Houston Okay but they lost They almost lost To the Prairie View Panthers They won 31-28 That's right And then um, That's right Houston They actually lost by a lot 45-27 They lost to Hawaii 43-29 Jesus UAB is 1-1 one one. Yeah um, They beat that i trying to think of another team On North Texas schedule That we can just do real quick How's Louisiana WK, Tech doing? Okay La Tech That's a good one Yeah La Tech is 2-0 oh. Some improved the team um, maybe not much improvement. Who have they uh, beat? They beat the Southern Al- or South Alabama Jaguars, thirty to twenty-six. It's not terrible. Um, it's not a great result, but it's not bad. And then they beat, man. Sorry I to click on each team because I don't know what their logos are. It's okay. The Southern Jaguars. They beat fifty-four to seventeen. Okay. Okay. So there, that was their uh-huh. FCS opponent. All right. So all this. I think we've covered pretty much most of the teams, UAB, Western, we've, a lot of tech. Did we go over Western? FAU, yeah, yeah, we did go over you Western. Did, you did, UTEP, UTSA, Rice, we covered, so seven teams we covered, I think most of them are on the, the, the schedule. Just to, um, that was kind of a rundown we, we wanted to, to do of Conference Tuesday because Conference Tuesday is probably the worst conference in America right now for the FBS. Yeah, don't, I don't think that's an exaggeration right now. One more I, big one. Go ahead. Uh, Old Dominion losing fifty-two to ten to Liberty. Liberty. We that was week one. Did they play again this week? Yes, they played FIU and lost by eight. God, 20. Dang. So that's, bad. So that's conference USA is not good. It's so, very bad. What do you think this means for North Texas? Yes. Yeah, I think that's good. I think well, let's run. It, let's relate it back to North Texas because I think North Texas, if they stay locked in the way that they did last year. There's no reason they shouldn't beat every team on the schedule besides maybe FAU and maybe Arkansas. There's no reason they shouldn't do it. Louisiana Tech looks like a solid team, but North Texas has looked considerably better at this point in in their season. So um, the Louisiana Tech game, I think, is the biggest game on the schedule. Um, For conference. No, I think it's the biggest game on the schedule because they have to win that game in order to win their division, in order to play for the conference championship. Because if they don't, because then obviously you're playing for the conference championship. And that's right, okay, I see what you're saying. You know. need to win. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the biggest game. You can lose to F- FAU and it doesn't really hurt that badly. Um, you can lose to Arkansas and it doesn't hurt. I'm not going to say it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't mean much at all. Right. So I think Louisiana Tech games is a huge game. So there's three big games left on the schedule and we'll see how they do from there. But Conference USA, the, there, so, could, there could be some ugly games right. on the schedule. Um, so how does, okay, just because I'm curious, since we're talking about Lot Tech. So Lot Tech has LSU and Mississippi State still on their schedule. Jeez. Mm-hmm. How does non-conference record? F- it's only conference record. It's only conference only record. Only conference record okay. is determined on that. But, yeah, if yeah, those are two losses for Louisiana Tech. But, they, they play Mississippi State right before they play North Texas. If they I'm not play mistaken. Mississippi State right before they play Rice. They play LSU right before they play us. LSU right before they play us. They have a bye week next week, and then they play LSU, then they play us. Yes. Oof. So yeah. Um, no bye week. I can, see, no I can week. see. I can see Louisiana Tech taking it easy. The bye week's not after LSU. No, it's before. No. Who do they play next week then, Colin? Oh, you said before LSU. Oh, LSU. I thought you were talking about before us. <sighs> Gosh. Anyways. Anyways, yeah, well I could see Louisiana Tech not playing too many people in the LSU game and kinda of saving them for Just some getting Texas. just getting smacked. They're gonna get smacked anyway, so Yeah. Alright. let's let's move on to something or nothing now. I think we spent enough time on Conference USA. Yeah. So, something or nothing, this is a fun segment where we tell you if something is something or nothing. <laughs> um, I like <laughs> that explanation. Thank you, thank you. That was off the top of my head too. We don't we don't have a corny taglines here. Only fresh off the head stuff. So, oh God. <laughs> something or nothing. Uh, we're gonna start with the big stuff first. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna get big. Big stuff. Right into it. I'm ready. According to a source, I will not name, Lauren Easley was suspended for the last game against Incarnate Word. I have no clue what the, why the suspension happened. Yeah. I, know, I have no clue how long it was. I have no clue what the ramifications are. I just know that he was suspended for the game against Incarnate Word. Is that something or nothing to you because if it was for longer we probably would have heard about it regarding what is Lauren like something something or nothing to the run game itself no moving forward Lauren Easley's suspension do you feel like it's something or nothing for him like having him on the team okay like does it make you question the run game more and him as a as a player slash person even though we don't, don't know what that makes is. me feel bad if I say nothing now. No, I don't think I, I don't think the suspension is nothing okay. anything okay. I think I don't think it's something if you lose him You have DeAndre Torrey you have Nick Smith. Yep. You have Evan Johnson. There's depth there. It's just they're all kind of the same okay. In terms of what they can bring to the okay. table um, You lose Lauren easily you just push one of them back mm-hmm. is all it is um, The the running back position is, is easily replaceable with what they have I, not, I agree I agree, but I'm going to say it's something um, for a couple reasons. One being that I think Lauren Easley is the best back that North Texas has. Um, he's also the oldest as a Retro junior, so that that's one. I think he, I I agree with what you're saying. It's not going to take a big hit to the run game. It's not right. going to be big, but I think it is actually. I think it is substantial because I think he will end up starting a majority of the games for North Texas. Not that this suspension is gonna hinder that or anything like that. I just it just worries me that if it did hinder his performance in the future, whether it's because he's not playing or something else, that would hurt the team. So that's one. Two is that it kind of worries me that he's suspended uh, because usually when you're suspended, it has to be something serious. Right. It has and, to be something. Like we've seen in the past. Something serious. Yeah. Something had to happened, Whether he yelled at it, whether he got a altercation with somebody on the team whether it was a coach or a player or whatever that could have easily happened uh, whether it's him not showing up to class or something whether it's him missing a meeting or something like that there's a lot of things that could be and I don't like any of them I don't think he right. just missed it no, I, no, I, don't I don't think he's suspended for I don't, no reason I don't, think, I don't think it's good to have that kind of thing happen on your team but in terms of what it's going to do to the production of wins or losses or stats or whatever you want to say it's okay. i don't think it's going to it means anything the wor- worst case scenario he doesn't play at all this season and he gets kicked off the team <laughs> no but seriously no, like, it is, like, it it's is, like that is like that is the worst case, case scenario, case scenario. And, and if you were to say okay that gets kicked off the team are you sweating like are you, are you are you worrying about this North Texas run game i don't think so no because it's already bad <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay i understand where you're coming from i just think it's, um, it's not good to have your best running back in a little bit of trouble. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I see but what you're saying. Maybe we need some trouble on this team. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> things been going too well. Think think Mason. going too <laughs> Mason's too nice. All right, anyways, that's my next one. Mason Fine threw his first interception against Incarnate Word. And I love Incarnate Word. They're from San Antonio, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah, you said no Incarnate Word slander before the podcast. But they're Incarnate Word. So, so slander is just acceptable, anyways. Slander is now acceptable. <laughs> okay, okay. Because Mason Fine threw his first interception of the year against them. Um, you you start first with this one. I think it's nothing, because Mason Fine is was tremendous. <laughs> <last> <laughs> <night>. <laughs> and, and I just had to write something down because it's kind of interesting. You know, he threw his first interception against Incarnate Word. What does that mean for Arkansas potentially? What does that mean for Louisiana Tech potentially? Right. Who knows? I mean, he threw fifteen interceptions last year. It could mean something, okay? No, that he throws interceptions every now and, that's and then. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but I'm gonna stick with nothing. I, so. I also I also think it's nothing. When I was on the field, I didn't even see the guy that he picked him off. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think he saw me. Yeah. You know, it, it was a weird. D- it was but. just kind of weird how it wasn't even. It was. It was just weird how it happened yeah. because uh, receiver was open. Then he just all of a sudden wasn't kind of th- kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean it was early game. He probably, like the rest of the team, even though it's Mason, just not really taking him seriously. Yeah. Just like kind of going through the motions. Yeah, I'll hit this guy. Yeah, I'll hit this guy. Yeah, I'll hit this guy. Yeah, hit this guy. Mm-hmm. And he just did it, and then he went off for 31 points. So yep. um, not not a problem there. Okay. We'll see. Okay, before we move on, how many interceptions do you think Mason throws this season? 11. 10. 10. 10. 10. I'm thinking okay. with 10. 10. okay what about you? you I can't think just asked me a question. I think and not eight. Asked me. I think eight. It. eight okay. interceptions. I I think I think that because I think it'll be ten because I feel like the schedule is weaker than it was last year, so I feel like he won't have to force as much. I agree. And I, I, feel like I think be. I think he's not going to throw one against any conference USA team except for La Tech or FAU, and then he'll throw maybe yeah at most two against Arkansas, hopefully. But, yeah, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, and then also you got to include the bowl game potentially. Um, okay, well with bowl game then I guess I'm I'm just thinking about regular season. Well I'm considering bowl games too. Because last year he had what? Yeah, I guess. How many he did against have a Troy? Few, he had yeah, like four three against Troy. Three. 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 three against Troy. Taking consider taking it into consideration. No, that's All a good right. point. Next, is it something or nothing that North Texas has won nine straight home games? Oh yeah. That's, that's definitely something? something. That's definitely something. I mean, if you have to think those losses, I mean Okay, let's look at last last year, last, last year schedule. What do you you, you lost against at? FAU, on the road. On the road, you Troy, had Troy on, right? on, on the road. Neutral. Okay, neutral, yeah, neutral. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> FAU also on the road. FAU twice on the road. Troy neutral. And then um, Iowa was the only other loss. Iowa on the road. What other conference games are on the road? There was a there was another loss somewhere because they won ninety five. FAU twice. Oh god, someone's gonna kill us. Uh, on, FAU, I'm just gonna look it up. Just FAU twice, Troy, Iowa, SMU. Got it. SMU on the road. I already got it. I'm looking at. Well, I'm looking at scores. Okay, go ahead. Because you have to think, North Texas. They haven't blown out teams though at home. Old Dominion was close. Okay, last well we're not. We're we're already, being, okay, was close well, last offense, year. Offensive, wise. I mean, the defense is what made it to where games okay, were. Okay, yeah, games yeah. were so close the last season. Was good last year. Yeah, you just, well, obviously. I mean, no, the average it was shining. like 43 points. Yeah, something like a, that. a game at home last season. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely think it's something because, I mean, you beat a team. You beat Army. You lost the whole game of the, year, the year prior. You beat UAB, who was a good team last season. You beat – I mean, I have to go back. Beat a lot of, t- beat a lot of people. Beat UA, you beat Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Home. You beat um, – I mean, Lamar <laughs> – <laughs> Lamar okay, so this is this is okay. So lo- these are the home games: Lamar, UAB, UTSA, 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 UTSA at home, uh, y- uh, ODU, UTEP, Army, Rice. Or no, not not Rice, but an Army. Yeah. And then those those, those are your, those are your home games. And then away, you have SMU loss, Iowa obviously a loss. Um, Southern like Miss was a win. I guess it actually wasn't as close as I thought it was. 43 No, because they came back and blew them out. But they were down in their Right. Um, FAU first game away was 69-31. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying all this. To, I'm saying this because, okay. So. What's your point? The point is that the offense is better at home. Okay. So LaTeX, you only score 24 points, Rice, you only score 30. Home, you averaged forty three with a few almost sixties in there. Okay, um, I think the offense is just more comfortable here, obviously, and toward the end of the season, especially when you had more of those home games, um, there were people here. So it's true. Um, I think that's the big thing. I think uh, I don't. I don't think nine straight home wins. I, I'm going to disagree. I'll say nine straight home wins is nothing because I feel like last year, I feel like these two wins to start the year have been easy. Um, I feel like. I feel like last year's wins. Okay, in the context that nine straight home wins actually means that there's a substantial. I don't know. It's a it's a hard question. It's a hard question. So okay, well, think about this. Even before you had the Mason and Seth train, North Texas still had a considerably better record at home than it did away. Okay. It's uh, it's noted. It's noted in my head now. Okay. It's noted. Okay. I'm it's just, noted just, in your head. <laughs> I just I – don't, I don't know if – you know what, I'll change my – I'll say, I'll say it's something because I can see the Louisiana Tech game coming down to who's at home. And since North Texas is at, is at home, I think they're going to be favored by a few points. So home, home, home field advantage does, does matter, and I think it does matter here, especially because I think the population is starting to get into football a little bit more. I agree. I and just, just to tell everybody, the attendance this game – did not does not matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Incarnate Word. It was uh, recorded at eighteen thousand, but there was not eighteen thousand. Probably like ten thousand. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, all right. Last but not least, in, end it with something fun, Colin. I know you're hugely in favor of this. Uh, is this it something is good. or nothing? I don't know what you're talking about yet. Something or nothing. North Texas fans wanting a stadium expansion already. Right, go. Oh my goodness. Something or nothing right now. <laughs> like something or nothing pertaining to what? The fans wanting a stadium extension—is it something or nothing that we will get a stadium extension? Oh, okay. Soon that we won't. get one. Absolutely not. Okay. Zero chance that the stadium expansion happens. You are you're, you're crushing everybody's dreams. You have to right think: now. if you guys want a stadium expansion, you got to fill up the stadium first. Okay. You can't ask for a stadium expansion you know, they and were not be capacity. Okay, they were close isn't good enough, and that's not even including what they could expand already. That's true. The only thing I think you could expand is on the, uh... You could make it a full, you could make box. it a... I wouldn't make it a full bowl, because I like the, I like the tail. Okay, so sorry. the only thing I sorry. would expand is the, uh, The opposite Where side the of the press box. Where the video board is? No, the opposite side of the press box. I, you maybe could add another layer to that. I don't know, I think it'd be kinda cool, kind of cool if the, the video board have that kind of side, have some stand, stand, stands over there. No. No, not good enough for you? Nah, not me. No. But anyways, I do agree with you. Um, yeah, you I, can't. But you can't. You can't. I, th- I think it's nothing. You can't cry for a stadium expansion and even think of a stadium expansion until all of those people and more people come to the stadium and fill it need, up. Yeah, there needs to not be there needs to not be enough seats to get it cut. <laughs> Correct. You have to completely sell out, and there still not be standing room. That's true. Hold on. Let me just. I mentioned that because I mentioned I brought this up on something or nothing because I saw a lot of it on Twitter after the SMU game, so. Until there are 30,850 people in this stadium, okay. you're not filling it up. All right. You're not getting an ex- expansion. <laughs> and even then, you have to fill it up multiple times. You're not just going to cry for an expansion and then get it. But, and then all of a sudden. 10,000 people in there. And then And then this is what will happen. Say this happens. Mason Fine leaves because he graduates. Mm-hmm. And then the team. The team could be bad. Might have could be bad. What are you gonna ha- do? You have a quarter full stadium, instead a half empty stadium? Like, That'd be bad. what are we? What are we? What it's are true. we doing? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what true. are we doing? It's true. It's true. All right, let's get to Arkansas. Oh, let's get to the big I thing. forgot. I forgot about the big boy. This is what we. This is what. This is what I feel like we is, need to, We built up we need to, to this do. moment. This is it. All week. Last week. This is it, ladies right. and gentlemen. The Arkansas preview. <laughs> All right, open it up. Open up, Bernie. All right, folks. <laughs> folks. <laughs> so listen, North Texas is two and zero. Arkansas is now one and one. Some of the steam might have uh, been stripped a little bit back. Oh, I like the, the hand movements you got going on. Because yes, this is for the people watching the stream. The North um, Arkansas didn't have a great outing last week. No, they lost to Colorado State, who lost to Colorado Week one three to fourteen or something like it that. It was a lot, like thirty points. Don't need specifics, just a lot. So okay, sorry, Colorado State's. Had a bad outing week one. Beat Arkansas um, yesterday, Saturday. Uh, What was the the final game? 34-27. 34-27. I think the the striking thing is I'm hoping this is what you're going to get to since you just motioned me to stop talking. I hope you're going to mention the past game of Colorado State. I'm also mentioning something else, but yes. Because uh, that is the most striking thing to me. When you look at this game, that's the headline is that Colorado State had success against this Arkansas defense. Why can't Mason find? That's the headline. And I think it's also important to say Arkansas was outscored 17-0 on the fourth quarter. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they were up going into the fourth quarter. And they just allowed Colorado State just to throw it down their throats. And for the stats, for the passing game, um, KJ Carter-Samuels Colorado State had 389 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception on 32 for 47 passing. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, that's that, not that, that's not that's, that's really that's good. not average. That's I mean that, Mason that's good. went 25 of 40 against Incarnate Word. Right. Put in perspective. 40 to 50 against SMU. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm just saying to put in perspective for right. those that watch the game. Right. Yeah. He uh, did a similar thing to Arkansas's defense that Mason did to UIW's and. K.J. Carter-Samuels is... I don't know anything about him. I haven't heard anything about him, but <laughs> I'm going to assume that Mason Fine being the best quarterback in Texas is probably better than K.J. Carter-Samuels. Yeah, probably. And uh, I'm also going to assume that Colorado State does not have a Jalen Guyton, a Rico Bussey, a Michael Lawrence. They did have someone put up big yards, though. Re- read right, okay, stats. yeah, um, so receiving stats, good point. Preston Williams, 12 receptions for 154 oh. yards, 12... Uh, on the on the average two touchdowns Cameron Butler had four receptions for hundred and seven yards mm. um, No touchdowns um, And then you had five for forty seven four for thirty four two for thirty and then you had a few other guys get in there with one reception, but How is an SEC defense allowing this? That's what <laughs> I can already hear all the North Texas fans. I can read all the message boards I can do it all right now in my head is that <laughs> Colorado State tore apart This Arkansas defense, yeah, through the air, no, no rushing stats. What was their rushing stats? They had, they had. Let me read the totals. They had 23 carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. That's tough. Colorado State did. That's tough. They didn't run the ball. No, that's tough. They couldn't run the ball. Impossible. Arkansas (laughs) is still an SEC defense. This um, that has potentially a couple like all conference players. This isn't like the Arkansas defense coming the season was supposed to be bad, Bernie. I think you had those stats up. He They had some preseason selections. Yes, well, okay, this is according to Athlon Sports. I was too lazy to actually go and read the press release from the actual S- SEC, but Athlon did a great thing where they, um, also this is terrible for the stream, my back is facing you, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna, just going to read this off. Athlon had, all, they're all conference teams for SEC football. They had first through fourth teams, so they have four whole teams. And they had Dijon Harris, a linebacker from Arkansas, on the first team. They had Dre Greenlaw on the fourth team, who was a linebacker. They had a defensive lineman, McTelvin... Oh, God, I can't read that. (laughs) Oh, my God, what does that say? Oh, okay, I got it. McTelvin Agam as a second-team defensive lineman. I mean, so those three right there, and then I think there was a, a corner as well. Yeah, there's a corner... Uh, Ryan Pulley who was fourth team SEC and a safety Santos Ramirez who was third team all SEC this is heading into the season obviously and this is Athlon Sports so I'm sure there's it's not you know it's not by the coaches or anything like that but it's Still, Athlon Sports right. it's a, you know it's a reputable site so I mean this defense isn't bad they no. had, and kind of just to round it out they had an offensive lineman on the, the third team and they had uh, where was the other one I think that might have been it yeah, okay, that was it. They had an offensive lineman on the fir- on the thirteen all conference, but that's four players on right, and that made the top four teams on the SEC. So, in going back to, I just looked at their first week. So Arkansas also in their first week they played Eastern Illinois. Mm-hmm. They obviously blew them out, fifty-five to twenty. But something that sticks out, they uh, their starting quarterback for Eastern Illinois was eighteen for twenty-five with one hundred oh, and thirty-four yards, and their goodness. other quarterback that played was nine for fifteen for ninety-six yards. They also had a receiver that had um, nine receptions for 127 yards and three touchdowns. So, yes, Eastern only got blown out. Hold on, read (laughs) off the quarterback stats one more time. Okay, first quarterback, 18 for 25 for 134 yards and a touchdown. Other quarterback, 9 for 15 for 96 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, and then what was the last week's again? (laughs) Oh, the um, Colorado again, State. Colorado State. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it actually. Okay. I think I got it. Sorry. Yeah. Thirty-two of forty-seven for three hundred eighty-nine yards. <laughs> Gosh. Good God. Two touchdowns, one pick. So let me let me let me do some math real quick. I'm I'm pretty good at math. 4-8. So on 87 passes against this Arkansas defense, mm-hmm. they, oh God, 59 of 87 passing against this defense. I pulled my calculator. <laughs> I want to know what this percentage is. That's over 60%. Yeah. It's gotta be. 65. 68% 68. passing Jesus. against this Arkansas defense. Two very bad teams. Against two teams who are not good. No, not good. Definitely not good. I mean, our, I'm sure Colorado State has some players. I'm sure they're, they're fine, but uh, I don't think— Not uh, good in— I don't think Colorado State's re, not good than, relative to Arkansas. Yeah. with Arkansas should be. Yeah. With four players who are actual, like, SEC-caliber defensive players. Yeah. I mean, to give up 68% passing, I'm assuming Northern Illinois didn't run the ball very successfully against them. I can't look so in, but yeah. They don't give up the run, but that's okay because North Texas can't run the ball. Yeah. So all arrows, like if if there's a graph somewhere or chart, it's literally pointing at the win probability of North Texas when you look at this. When when Ren and Seth sat down, they're like, you know what? Five years from, or sorry, I guess uh, when when uh, I forgot the old athletic director's name. When they Ren, sat Ren down, Ren Baker. When they no, the old athletic director. Oh, I don't remember Rick Villarreal. Remember. Yeah, when sorry. when Rick sat down five years ago. Or however long ago was like you know what let's schedule Arkansas he knew <laughs> that Mason fine he was gonna w- be would be here <laughs> he knew he Arkansas was gonna be would not be good at passing Jesus. game But still. no this is not good this is not good for Arkansas um, and Arkansas they, they they're, they're gonna have you know they're gonna be that kind of uh, running SEC team you know they have they have the 209 yards rushing against Colorado State but still if you have the SEC defense, or SEC defense against the Colorado State team and they give up, or even the Eastern Illinois team, you give up 68% of passes. What does that mean for Mason Fine? (laughs) What's Mason Fine going to do against this defense? I don't want to get overly excited because this Arkansas team could be pissed off after losing to Colorado State. For sure. But I did see a tweet and I thought it was funny. And this is before I even looked at the passing stats. Um, It said, (laughs) when is someone going to tell Arkansas that... Um, how good Mason Fine is. Oh, I saw that coming. Tweet. Who's coming in next week? And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting. Thing here's the one thing though. Here's why I have caution on this offense. And I wrote about it in the ten takeaways. It was my number one takeaway. And we we hit on it obviously at the, up to this point earlier. Was the offensive line going against this Arkansas Fair defensive point. line or defensive yeah. front? Mason Fine has done a lot with a little. As far as yeah. the offensive line goes, yeah. But he could be. This could be his biggest challenge as far as pressure goes, and as far as I mean, besides Troy, Troy was amazing. Um, yeah, Troy's defense. Like, I mean, they Troy we, beat LSU, so yeah. So I mean, I think I don't think Arkansas is going to be as good as Troy last year. Um, they could be. I'm not exact. Okay, we don't know exactly what Arkansas team we're going to get. We don't know. Right. What, we don't what, know if we're going to get yeah. the SEC Arkansas this could, or this could be a team that's pissed off and comes out and plays hard at home, I mean, and plays well. So I think Mason Fine could get hit a good amount of times, and that's um, what worries me about this game. Against Eastern Illinois, they only had two sacks. And against uh, Colorado State, they had one sack. It's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. I mean, again, yeah. like like I said, there's a lot of arrows pointing in North Texas' direction right now um, because even as an offense – Arkansas' offense does not look too potent besides the run game. The run game. The run um, game's scary-ish. Yes. The, what, what's the running back's name? Whaley, I think. I'm just, just going to say Whaley, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Whaley. He had, uh, let me get it real quick. He had 26 carries for 165 yards and one touchdown, and his longest run was 18. So this isn't like this. Yeah. yeah, this Yeah, this is, this is the gr- ground and pound. Yeah. And then know. they had a running back go 7 carries for 67 yards, uh, 11 carries for 55 yards. That was a different back. I mean, yeah, they can they can run the ball. Oh. But I mean again this plays to North Texas strengths You have it doesn't a, a defense that is better against the run game Not saying that they're gonna yeah. like hold Arkansas to nothing I agree, because I think that this North Texas defense is still better against the run than it is the past Even though Dickens from incarnate word did yeah. had some good runs. So yeah, I mean, no, they had some good runs it's not great. this defense of North Texas still isn't great We're not never saying this defense is great. No, but it's a step in the right direction And it could potentially slow down Arkansas pretty considerably. Another thing, too, if you're talking about Arkansas's defensive line, they only had three quarterback curries, too, against Eastern Illinois. So it's it's, – yeah, they had one guy on the – make the first four teams of the SEC, according to Athlon. So – it's just, it's super interesting, but North Texas definitely North. Te- this is like if you had to pick an SEC team for North Texas to go against <laughs> Arkansas team, 100%. right now, hundred is a hundred percent the I, team that you want to face, especially in the SEC West where you like literally it's probably it's definitely the worst team in the SEC West between A and M, uh, Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Yeah. We get Arkansas, and we can say if if we. Uh, North, North Texas gets Arkansas And if they beat them They can put on their resume For the rest of their life That they beat An SEC school And North Texas right now Is like 2 for 86 Against SEC schools Or something yeah, like that No it's it was, terrible it's, That's what I'm saying It's going to go down In history yeah, That they beat An SEC school Right. It doesn't matter who it is And this um, Arkansas went 4-8 last year 1-7 in conference And with their one win going, Coming over uh, Ole Miss or Mississippi State One of the two One of the Mississippis And it kind of Obviously seemed Like a fluke at the time but it's it's still an SEC school and it, they won a game in the SEC last year yeah it's, if I mean it's this isn't gonna be like a your Texas can play however like just an average day and they can win win no. against this Arkansas team it's got to be all all firing on all cylinders I agree um, it can't just be like okay I'm gonna take this playoff because yeah. it's there's still it's still an SEC team that, I mean they're deep SEC teams they're are gonna, gonna be, be deep, deep yeah. they they have players that can fill holes if somebody goes down or if somebody's having an off night it's just this specific team at their best might, might not be what might North be, Texas is. Yeah, might be really fa- favorable for North Texas. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing coming into the game is going to be the health of Jordan Murray and uh, uh, Sasai Mosey um, on the offensive line. If they don't have a healthy offensive line, if they have, to have, if they have the offensive line they had last night, I still think they're going to struggle, regardless of what I think the, the stats right. say for Arkansas. I think. I think – well, so I Arkansas think it's all defensive line. Will well, control. I, we don't even know if Jordan Murray and uh, Sasai if they were out just because just to get some rest. Well, we know something. Jordan Murray was hurt, but Seth, I think, I'm, we're, okay, we're positive that they were just being overly protective. Right. With both of them. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. They're expected to play next week. Yeah. As it's not, right it's not It's not like, okay, they're not going to be being for no. a few weeks. It was against the corner where they probably just like, okay, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so, Again, like, like I said, there's a lot of things pointing in North Texas' direction going into this game. The uh, Arkansas runs two quarterbacks. I think that's a big thing to hit on. Uh, Cole Kelly and uh, T-Story. I'm not going to click on his name because oh, I can't find I think it's Trevor. On. I, th- I Trevor. saw it. Ty. 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 Sorry, I'm stupid. All right. So, Ty Story. This is against Colorado State. But Ty, I, Ty Story went 5-13 for 36 yards and two picks. While Cole Kelly, who I thought Cole Kelly was going to be started coming in, um... He went 6-9, and nine, 100 yard, 102 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. I think Cole Kelly, coming into the season, everything I read was that Cole Kelly was going to be the starter, Mhm. but I don't know what happened. So they have two quarterbacks now. So I'm assuming Cole Kelly's going to start. Um, okay. I saw so Ty Story the, had a really good game against Eastern Illinois. Okay. So it might have been kind of like so, a yeah. just kind of see yeah, type thing. See what he can do. Yeah. But. Well, they lost, so that's what he, they, they <laughs> yeah, can see. So, so I'd be surprised if Ty got a lot of snaps. I think Cole Kelly is going to be the primary one. Here. I agree. Um, I don't even think... Like, Ty Story had two carries for 11 yards, so maybe he's more mobile. But I think I think yeah. a very interesting talking point about this, too, is should... Okay, so the first two, first two teams that North Texas faced, you had an SME with no receivers yeah. and average quarterbacks, and then you had an incarnate word with... And FCS yeah. receivers. Do you think the pass defense is... Ready for the challenge? Is ready for the challenge or is exposed during this game? The thing is, Arkansas is such a run-first team. Right. But it's also SEC receivers. They did. And they had they had a one... Uh, TJ Hammonds had a catch, a 64-yard touchdown uh, reception. They had guys with a 25-yard touchdown reception. So, I mean, they they, they have some explosiveness. Um, I don't think that Keemont Hall and Nate Brooks will be able to be as aggressive as they were no. over the last two weeks. That's for sure. But I think that they need to be more cautious. And I think that they need to make, they need to make Arkansas beat them in the air, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if they got some good, you know, some converted uh, downs off of the pass. But, I mean, I think that's okay because I don't think you can let Whaley go for 170 yards like no. he did last week. No. Um, especially when the offense of North Texas is going to be primarily air-based and could have some short short drives in there. That's my concern. Agree. So, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how the defense approaches this, though, because... Like You're going to have to pick one. Like we said, they're, they're a run-heavy team. <laughs> yeah. That's probably going to eat up a lot of clock. We'll see how ref and them deal with that, whether they stack the box or if they just play it straight up. Um, I think they need to definitely have seven in the box at least, but we'll see what they do from there. And I think it's a big test for the linebackers, EJG and uh, Brandon Garner, who I've raved about for so long. Man, we could really just look like idiots after this. I mean, we haven't even predicted anything. No, I know, but raving uh, after we've been raving about the run defense. We have been raving <laughs> about. We've been raving about everything for North Texas besides the run game and the offensive line. Right. So. It could all be. It could all go to, to hell. <laughs> it really could. And we Other don't than know. Mason Fine. Oh, of course. But, uh, Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of unknowns here because North Texas, you can say what you want about SMU. SMU is not a good team at this no, point. Yeah, no, they're the not. Season. I mean, we learned that from so TCU. They've played and two, yeah, so they've played two bad teams. <coughs> yeah. We don't know too much about North Texas And this is right going to be now. the first real test since Troy. And Troy made them look like some kids. No. They probably would have put up more points against Troy if it wasn't just constant defense destruction over yeah. and over again. The defense was bad last um, year against Troy, but I think the same principles can be taken away that if this offensive line is not ready and this offensive line doesn't know how to handle, um, or I mean Mason for that matter as well, doesn't know how to handle the pass rush that could be coming. It could be it could end up like Troy. He could he could throw a couple picks yeah. so. I think all security is going to be big for the running backs though more than anything. Yeah. They just need to be able to run the ball for like a couple yards just to be able to say, hey, you have to have more than four guys in the box. We're going to, we can actually, you know, give the ball to a running back. and are them." So yeah, no, I Um, see. I think Lauren Easley is going to be the premier back. Nick Smith will get some carries as well. I don't see DeAndre Tori getting too many carries. No, I think they're gonna try to keep the two best backs. Yeah. Because um, you need you need the talent right now. Yeah. <laughs> Even though DeAndre Tori can catch some passes out of the backfield, but so can Easily and Smith, I think. And Evan well. Johnson. And Johnson as well. So I don't see that being a big issue. No. But um It's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a game. I mean it's gonna be it could be the best game of the year. We're going to that game by and the way. And we are going. We are gonna be there. So either to witness greatness or sadness, so. Either way, I'm gonna be writing about it. And we're going to be talking about it next Sunday, so... It's true. We're going to be... It's a day trip. We're going to leave be at, like, 7, get there, cover the game, leave, come back to Den, get home at, like, 1 or so, 1 a.m., and then come and do this podcast at 3 p.m. Dang, you're going to have to ride in the car. No, I won't. We'll see. I rode in the car um, For from Troy. the Troy game from yeah. Louisiana, so New Orleans, I should say. So we'll see if that happens again. All right, um, moving on to the next thing. What's the other thing we had? Predictions. Oh, we haven't predicted. What do you think All is right, going to happen at this game? I think, should, like I think we should instead of just going straight out for like a score prediction, I think we need to we need to predict each uh, facet of the game. Like like not yeah, Who does well and who position, doesn't? Position, wise, not like person on a okay person person. Um, so let's go. Let's start with. Uh, we'll do passing last. He- here's my prediction. Just kind of a general prediction. I think it's going to be a shootout. And I think that Mason Fine I think has another four hundred plus yard game, and he goes about forty for sixty, passing, which is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I mean that's going to be sixty passes. That's 60, gonna be crazy. I mean he did fifty against SMU. Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of crazy. Ten more against this team? Why he not? He also but he also had like fifty minutes of possession. That's true. You know what? I take it back. Thirty-five and mm. fifty. Because I think Arkansas is going to control the clock a little bit more. I think that Arkansas is going to win the time of possession, 34-26, something like that. Whaley is going to have a good game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Whaley is going to have a good game. Cole Kelly is going to have some a pretty good game. I think I can see them getting some big plays against this secondary who hasn't faced isn't proven. Yeah, we they should haven't say, faced a yeah. de- an offense that's at least decent. At this point in the year So I can see big plays On both sides of the ball I think it's going to be High scoring Whatever the line is uh, Whatever the over-under is I should say I'm going to take the over um, Mason Fine I think it's going to be good Like I said uh, man, it, It's it's tough Looking at it Because if you would ask me before the season I would have said This is a loss But now who knows But after seeing What Arkansas I think even more Than seeing what North Texas has done In the first two games I think seeing what Arkansas has done In the first two games Right Because North Texas wins, I mean, they've been stat-padding games, but nothing really impressive has happened other than Mason Fine just being Mason. Um, But after seeing last night the Colorado State thing, it was like, dang, they... Like, hold on. Yeah, hold on. on. Like, it's not going to be as great as if they beat Arkansas if Arkansas was playing amazing, but it doesn't matter. It's still an SEC school. Yeah, it's it's still got the label SEC on it. Man, it would be amazing to be there. And see North Texas win that game. Because it might not happen again in our lifetime. Because, time. boy, <laughs> that will be. Riots. Riots on the streets. Fry, on Friday. Fry will be rioting. <laughs> and then they play Liberty the next week. Liberty is a good team, too. We'll get to that next week. Um, but, yeah. We'll um, see. So go ahead. All right. So, again, I think Mason's going to have. Mason. Mason is not going to have a bad game, I don't think, this season. He'll just have like a okay he threw a pick or two, kind of game. You know what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it'll be around what you said, thirty for forty ish. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe the only reason the I didn't say sixty is because time possession. Yeah, maybe twenty-five for like you kind of what he had last night, twenty-five for forty, something like that. Um, I think he's gonna have to win this game. He's gonna have to throw four touchdowns. I think. It's, it, I agree. I can't it, see them running it. Yeah, it, there's no way they're going to be able to run it again, especially on a goal line yeah. against just guys who are just physically going to be bigger than them. Um, but Mason, Mason's going to have to be on. I mean, he's going to have to throw touchdowns. He's going to have to throw some deep balls. You're not going to be able to just kind of chew the clock or have these short passes up. Yeah. Um, the defense is going to have to... Hang in there, weather the storm. It's gonna yeah, exactly. It's gonna ha- it's gonna have to keep the offense off the field long enough for them to kind of figure things out. Kind of give Mason a break because he's probably going to get hit. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think the, the I think the defense gives a few big plays, um, sure. more so on the passing because yeah, it's just the way it's always kind of been. Yeah, that is how it's um, been. score prediction.
1: <sighs> this okay. is tough.
0: I said it's a shootout. I said it's gonna be a good game. I said if you asked me before the season, I would've picked Arkansas. Right now there's a lot of arrows pointing in North Texas direction. With that being said, I do think Arkansas will be favored, because they're home. What's, do they have the line out of this yet? I doubt it. Go to Sportsline. Sportsline and then uh, go to college football odds. But I'll keep, I'll keep breaking it down right now. Okay. So there's, I, I think Arkansas will be favored. I would expect them to be favored by like five or six maybe even a full touchdown because i mean they are they're they're an sec school against the worst team at, the t- a team in the worst home. conference and yeah, yeah. really it's the it might be the worst team in the best conference against the best team in the worst conference that might be what we what we see and we'll see if a small school can keep up with the environment's probably going to be pretty good i don't expect them to sell out or anything because i don't think they're going to be that good right uh, but it is arkansas it's a football. Football State, still, it's a South. They are favored by six and a half. Six. I, what'd I say? What'd I say? I said six or a touchdown. What's the, what's the over-under? Do they have that set? I'm guessing it? it's the number next to the line, 105. No, that's not true. No, 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 no. That's the betting. That's- oh, okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't okay. bet, so. Don't worry. I got you. They don't have an over-under yet. Yeah, they don't have an over-under. Okay. Okay, so... Arkansas favored by six and a half. That's pretty normal. That's what I that's what I expected. They don't have an over under yet. I ex- I expect the over under to be at around sixty. Yeah. Um. Because I do think Arkansas's run game could lower the score a little bit more than what we expect. If Arkansas's run game is ex- is as successful as I think it's going to be, that could you know draw stretch the uh, or shorten the game a little bit. I should say. So uh, with all that being said, I'm going to take. It opened at seven and a half, by the way. And it's already down? Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I could see it going down a little bit more, honestly. Um, I'm going to say North Texas. I'm going to say 35. Damn. Damn, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. 35-31 North Texas. That's my Dang. prediction. That's my prediction. That's tough. That's rough. That's, you know, I, uh, I thought in my car ride over here, I was like, I don't see how I could be like, yeah, North Texas is going to be is going to be an SEC team. Yeah, but like you said, like we were talking about, everything is pointing in North Texas direction. Their Arkansas is a running team. North Texas is a better run defense than pass defense, and Arkansas somehow cannot defend the pass. And yes, Mason Fine is thing. by far the best quarterback in Texas. Yeah, and. Has the best, or, or with his receivers, he's by far the best. Okay, yeah, I would say that. Kellen had a good night last night. Yeah, he, he, was, he, was he was pretty good. Pretty damn good. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think Mason is does what Mason does, and I think North Texas wins. I don't know if it's going to be as high a scoring as was what you're thinking, though. I think okay. it might be kind of more of a uh, both teams are going to kind of mess up. I think it'll it, let's let's go let's go thirty twenty seven North Texas. Okay. Thirty twenty seven. 27 North yeah. Texas. I think the lower the scoring game, the more it favors Arkansas. Definitely, so um, we'll see. Anything else you gotta, you want to say on, on the game? We'll be there, so we will be live tweeting it. Uh, hell, maybe we'll do a, a, a Twitch stream somewhere in there from Arkansas before the game, we could. You could, yeah. I and mean, we could go down there and do whatever we need to do. Who knows, shoot us, shoot us suggestions. Yeah. Um, go on the Mean Green 24-7 message board, that's huge as well. Feel free to talk to me, and Gabe, Gabe Brooks, who's done tremendous work um, so far with all the recruiting and, and whatnot. Um, check out the site just to see, I produce content probably daily um definitely daily actually um come out with about 12 things a week so feel free to look at all that we send out a newsletter sign up for our free newsletter uh and throw us a subscription if you we're gonna be coming out with some vip stuff very soon this podcast Uh-oh. might be vip who knows no it won't be that'd be terrible because we get need. like 10, 10 listeners but regardless <laughs> regardless whether you're, you're listening to us on the podcast watching us on the stream live or however you're consuming this thing. Uh, We thank you for joining us. Colin, any last words? No. All right. Thanks for joining us. Y'all have a good day. (laughs) See ya.